Arizona sports, the local sports leader. He played tackle in the NFL for more than a decade. Matt Starks. Matt Starks. Maximum Maximum brought to you by Carol Royce, Keller Williams Realty, East Valley. Get more money selling your home. Go to higherprice.com. That's higherprice.com. Please welcome, from the University of Florida, tackle Matt Starks. Final hour of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios on this rainy Wednesday afternoon. Max Starks is here. Uh, It's uh, the final segment of Maximum Football. So I want to play this for you, Max. I don't know if you've even gotten to hear this yet. I just heard it for the first time this morning. Uh, This was a conversation that we had couple weeks ago when the Cardinals defense was playing really well and the Cardinals offense, you know, the first time they played the Rams or when they played Philly or when they played Seattle were, you know, losing 19 to 9 or 20 to 12. At what point does the defense look across the field and be like, hey, we're doing more than our job. How about you score for us? Well, the Cardinals haven't turned on each other, but the Rams are. Here's Jalen Ramsey uh, from Sunday. Should not have went. I had to go back on the field. Gotta have some dogs who gonna go get it. Be like, like we shouldn't come to the sideline after a big stop like that. And and our coaches or the other side or whoever telling us, man, y'all, we gonna need y'all one more time. We gonna need y'all one more time. Like, what the? F-? We just we made a big stop. Turnover on downs with with a minute and some change left and and no timeouts for for nobody. Gotta have some dogs. It's like, man, f- all that. We gonna we gonna end this game right now. All right, so that's Jalen Ramsey. What do you think when you hear that, Max? He ain't wrong. <laughs> I mean, listen, if you go and do your job, the other side should be invigorated, excited. Like, yes, I want in on that party too, right? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, they just they, they just cooked the pig out there. I'm going I'm going to get my piece, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like when they bring in free free food to the newsroom and everybody just runs out there. Yeah. Exactly. That's what it should be. But the way that Jalen Ramsey described it, and that's why I'm sorry, I'm laughing as I'm trying to get it out. <laughs> was like, hey, that was great. Uh but we're gonna need you. One more time. <laughs> what? <laughs> Especially after a big yeah, stop. A big, a big stop turnover on downs on a one-score game, and you're like, we're going to need you one more time. Hey, hey, don't walk off like you're all bad. Don't walk off like you're all bad. Just don't because you that. did something good doesn't mean you're good. No, that is, man. That's That would be a little deflating right there. I get that. Oh, man. I would be pissed. If, <laughs> let, just let, do your yeah. job. You do your job. We just did ours. You one eleventh, one eleventh, guys. Have some decorum. Uh, here's Sean McVay's reaction to uh, to hearing Jalen Ramsey's comments. I talked to Jalen, and um, I am aware of those things. Talk to you know, I talked with him this morning. Jalen's a great competitor. You know, he would say the same thing on the defensive side of the ball if the roles were reversed. So he's always going to be honest. He wants to win. He's passionate about this. He is uh, he is supportive of his teammates, but he wants them to want to do well and wants them to expect to do well and have that confidence that's exuded. And that's no different than when you hear him talk to his fellow teammates on the defensive side of the ball. If there's got to be an opportunity to be able to rise up and make a play or if there hasn't been that delivered in certain instances over the last few years, that is what? What do you want? Four words. Okay. He ain't wrong. <laughs> That's what I heard. I heard a long-winded version of he ain't wrong. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> this guy, man. Or he is not wrong. Yeah, I was going to say, wait, that's, uh, let me do yeah, my math. That's exactly. I did a contraction. It was, uh, yeah, he anyways. He is not wrong. He is not wrong. Uh, uh, that, that's exactly what he said in, in a very formal 20-second uh, longer version. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, but, yeah, because he's like. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Listen, you don't want to come off the field after having this awesome moment and look to the other side of the ball that's coming off the field and say, hey, that was yeah. great, but we're going to need you to do that yeah, one more time. We can't do that, so just get ready to do or, it again. Or they run to the sideline, why didn't you score? <laughs> you know what, honestly, you know, have, you ever been, have you ever been on a team, I think I've asked you this before, but have you ever been on a team where there was that schism, a divide between the offense and defense? I never have. I, I've never been on it. To me, it was always, just do your job. Yeah, yeah, just shut it. You do your job. I'll do mine. I don't care. Hey, maybe you will need me again to bust that wedge. <laughs> because I, those were the stakes I was dealing in. But okay? if, I'm not talking about winning and losing okay, games. Bust, if you are busting, it. that means you scored. <laughs> right? That's the other thing. That's right. <laughs> yeah. um, it's different if you came to the core four group and said that to them yeah. versus the actual See, defense of your offensive unit. where I would have been like, oh, you're going to need me one more. You're going to need me more than that. <laughs> but once I mean, again, that's, that's I don't care. That's so a, what? That's but, a special teams mindset. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's my point. Yeah, uh, but it's different when you're saying to the ball that has to possess and said either score or deny scores on yes. a multiple play basis <laughs> and not the one shot and spend some time right on the field. If, if the part of that that rings true is Jalen Ramsey being like, okay, we just made the stop. We're going to walk off the field, and 30 seconds later, we're back on the field because Stafford has either thrown it to the other team or it's already a three and out and we're punting. Yeah, and the three and out and no huddle. Yeah, that's great. That's a good <laughs> yeah. feeling. You know what, if you got somebody who said, you know, hey, we're going to need you again, I'd say, you shot it. That would be the yeah. one thing. Can you imagine oh, the, whether it was your teammate or a coach the, the actually audacity. saying that after you came <laughs> off? That, to me, would have been, yeah. That would have been rough. Yeah, such a buzz That kill. would have been jaw to jaw right there. Once Walk again. off the hey, field. Just do your job. Yeah. He ain't wrong. No, he, really he, ain't wrong. he ain't wrong. He ain't wrong. But I, but but to answer your you question, say Wolf, like you're a farmer, though. <laughs> but I, the last time I was on that team was my freshman year of high school, and there was a lot of infighting about who was going to do their job. It was more so because we had guys playing two way, right? In high yeah. school, you don't have a team of fifty three guys to choose from, especially when you go to a smaller high school. It's like, hey, we got twenty five guys here to field all these different <laughs> well, roles. Not, you can't argue with yourself. <laughs> Exactly. Wait a minute, yeah. high school, man. I mean, can't yeah. just get down to yeah. it. The defense, somebody was dating the same girl from the, uh, you know, whatever. Yeah, that, exactly. That was the problem. And, and our safety was also our quarterback. The <laughs> yeah. that existed. As the Colts have taught us, as long as you know high school football, you're good enough to coach in the NFL, Wolf. That's all that matters. Max. But it's not, it's not even high school football that he's coached consistently. He's, like, volunteered at it. Well, that's good to do volunteer work. Uh, okay. Get his hours. Yeah. Once he, still not a head coach. Maybe anyway. they think he's volunteering at the NFL level now, right. too. Well, he, I guarantee he's cashing the check, though. <laughs> well, yeah, well, yeah. Hey, somebody tell Jim Irsay. And now, all of a sudden, he's like, man, this is going to be my career. I'm auditioning for not only this team, this but 31 other teams. 31 other teams. With zero experience. <laughs> I, but, I, but his resume is now going to read, <laughs> head coach of the Indianapolis yeah. Colts now 2022. <laughs> now he's got experience. Uh, Max, great stuff, man. Thank all you. All right, my pleasure, guys. Uh, text Devils to 620-620 for your chance to win VIP field and tailgate passes to see ASU take on the Oregon State Beavers, courtesy of Bar S. That's Devils to 620-620. We come back. This 
is an opportunity for DeAndre Ayton to take the next step offensively, but we've heard that before. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Back to basketball, the Suns in Minnesota to take on the Timberwolves tonight. Wolf, the Suns, we now know, playing without Cam Johnson for one to two months with the uh, meniscus surgery. But uh, we knew that this morning. What we didn't know for sure, although I think we could all kind of guess, uh, Chris Paul is out tonight with the what is officially being listed as right heel soreness. Okay. So I will say this without knowing how much, how sore that right heel is for Chris Paul. Um to me, that's the right call. Yeah. At this this season, regular season with Chris Paul, if there's anything, if you are banged up at all, hey, Chris, you know what? Let's see what campaign can do as a starter tonight. It's November 9th. Yeah. Uh, not, not, I'm not going to be sitting Chris Paul for chunks of the season, but if there's any sort of, you missed the second half of the last game, there's no need to rush him back for this one. Yeah. We'll see you Friday, maybe. So... What exactly did they say about Chris Paul's heel, though? What? The, what how did they describe it, Luke? Uh, I just have the what Kellen just tweeted out. Chris Paul, right heel soreness, in quotes, or in uh, parentheses. Yeah. Now listed as out on the Suns' updated injury report. Okay. So, out. out. And they don't have to give a reason, or was it just right heel soreness? I think that's it. Okay. You know what? Um, What could that possibly be? Probably, like, soreness in your right heel. Um... <laughs> I'm not a doctor. See, here's the problem for me. As soon as I hear that, there is such a thing known as a plantar fascia. Yeah. Have you ever heard of a plantar yeah, fascia? Yeah, it's never good. It's never good. Never good. Would, uh, no, no, listen. It is good if you tear it. Just tear the whole thing. Just get it over with. Just tear your plantar fascia. Because you don't need it, apparently. You really don't. At least that's what they told me when I tore mine. Okay, you don't That's need That's what it. they told you? You don't yeah. need this? I tore both in my right and my left. Like it was an extra my wire right in your car? Gone. It was boom. Like, boom. Now, I literally heard the thing tear. The Arizona sports. Breaking news. Is this good news? Well, I guess. Okay. I don't know. Um, Jordan Rodriguez, who covers the Rams. Yes. Just tweeted out that Rams quarterback Matthew Stafford is in the concussion protocol. Oh wait a my. minute! That doesn't. I, I was first of all hoping you were going to say Aaron Donald retired. Secondly, does that mean we're going to have to deal with John Wofford? Because I'd rather face Matthew Stafford. Wait a minute! I I, I didn't even know he was. I was going to say yeah. right. So, like I I today's Wednesday. Um. Wow. Okay. But apparently, it's a Wofford Wednesday. Did not know that. Um. Huh. Have the Suns ever? Or the Suns? Have the Cardinals ever played John Wofford? Yes. <laughs> and it felt I like rhetorically, it felt like when you tore your plantar fascia or whatever you're talking about. That's what that felt like. No, a three-hour fascia tear. Okay. No. Um. All right. Let me go back to Chris Paul right here. <laughs> Don't get me distracted right now. I tore my right plantar fascia, ladies and gentlemen, and it popped and it sounded like a gunshot <laughs> went off. Okay. And oh, my goodness. Dang, and that was better. That hurt. 
can I tell you right now, like walking around for days after that, it really hurt. I would think when things pop off your body, it hurts. Yeah, I was in training camp, of course, and I, I missed like... I want to say six practices in a row because of my plantar fascia popping like that. It just, you could not walk. You couldn't go up on your toe. Ah, it, would, it would just really feel like somebody was sticking a, a Bowie knife right up into your heel when it would go off. Now, there are other times where you have plantar fasciitis. Ladies and gentlemen, now that's just where the tendon is hurting you, okay? And I'm wondering, is that what it could possibly be? Or did he bruise his heel? I'm thinking, how does he bruise his heel? How does that happen? hoping he bumped into a table walking backwards and he just has right heel soreness and they're being very careful. That's what I'm hoping. Okay. When you say you missed six practices, what year was this? Um, um, you had to ask me. That. Well, just I think it was eighty-eight. Okay. All right, well, that was like one day, right? It wasn't six practices a day the way they used to run training camp back then? <laughs> <laughs> just doing the two-a-day math just, here. No, just stop it. Oh, all right, okay. it was a guess. Okay, Anyways, I, I missed some time. That's what I'm saying with this sore plantar fascia. Well, I'm hoping it's not that for Chris Paul. I'm but they really tell you, it's, it's, just go ahead and. Tear it. It's better if you just pop the thing. Just pop it and it's over. You don't need it. That's what the doc told me. You don't need it. Wow. I said, okay, great. And then you were back out there. Yeah, I was back out there. Like a week later. Boom. All right. Well. (laughs) So again, when I'm, I'm sorry to get distracted on that, but heel soreness to me, how many, how many days could that be? Um, Well, everything's going to be extended, don't you think? With the Suns, if a guy's hurt this year, hey, you should be out two days. You might be out five. Right. Right? I mean. Yeah, you, you just sit down and be quiet yeah. right now, okay, Chris? Yeah. We need you. Hey, hey, you know. Look hey, at this guy. We need you, bro. This guy with his right heel Chris, soreness. just sit, sit down, down, bro. It's so much easier to sit down when you yeah, have right heel soreness. later. Not now. Later. Uh, with the exception of Devin Booker, who's apparently just going to play 44 minutes every night. Yeah, and he's going to look at you and stare and smolder while he's doing it yeah. right now and tell you to shut it's up. going to be like, what do you think of it? We got something to say? Um this is Tory Craig on with Burns and Gambo yesterday talking about how the Suns can handle not having Cam Johnson. Now, this is before Chris Paul was ruled out for tonight, but obviously bigger picture, Cam Johnson's going to be out a month or two. I wouldn't say you guys have to do more in, in the absence of Cam. I would say we would have to to be more sharp and make less mistakes because we know that we have one of our snipers out. So um, working for, for better shots. Shots, uh, moving the ball around, taking smarter shots to try to fill in that void. And, and the role players is coming in to try to just play a clean game of basketball because we have enough talent on our team to to still win a lot of games when guys go down. And uh, I think we just have to be more sharp mentally um, and, and lock in because the less, stakes, the less mistakes you make in the game, it gives you the best chance to win. So um, I would say we just have to be more, more crisp with our stuff. And, and and be more solid. How would you feel about Tory Craig being the most likely candidate to step up and fill that role? Yeah, I, I don't, I don't 
hate that. He's just, I mean, the problem is there's not, there is not anybody on the bench or anybody they can just go add that is the shooter that Cam Johnson is, right? Yeah. So that's the thing. I don't know that anybody can replace that. Now, I, I do think Torrey Craig can do some other things that Cam Johnson wasn't quite there yet. Maybe Torrey Craig can offer you more in that. But uh, what worries me is the scoring. Like, who's going to score for this team right now? As, as basic of a concept as that is, and as crazy it is when you're talking about a team that was averaging over 118 points a game the first seven games of the season, um, this is a team that there was talk they needed to add maybe like a wing scorer in the offseason. They didn't. And they don't have Jay Crowder, who I don't think you would rely on as a scorer from night to night, but they don't have him. And now Cam Johnson, who you were counting on to be a scorer and is one of, if not your best pure shooter, isn't there. Yeah. This right here, the whole Cam Johnson situation, it makes you feel like um, Jay Crowder is not coming back, doesn't it? Yeah. Right now, yeah. Like definitively, it makes you feel like okay, uh, they haven't signed Jay Crowder. There's not even a whisper out there. It feels like it's just it's, us. That it's cha- <laughs> exactly that it's changed anything, and because of that, it's like there's no way Jay Crowder is done as a Phoenix Sun, right? Yeah. It feels yeah, that it way. Does, right it does. Now. Because I think I think we all had the same reaction. Cam Johnson gets hurt in that Portland game, and we're all like, okay, well, hopefully he's fine. And then the next day you hear, okay, he's, he's maybe not fine. And you're like, ugh. And then when you get over that, you're kind of, all right, well, they do have Jay Crowder on the roster, right? Okay. Right. <laughs> this was, you know, yeah, we said some things, you said some things, but come on, Jay. Like, <laughs> it's all in the past. All right. <laughs> Jay, yeah, Jay. by God's I forgot how funny Jay. you were, Jay. Get back in here. We weren't serious yeah, about you that, just though. not coming in. You thought that's, you thought we were serious when we said that? No, Listen, no. Um, There's no calls. There's nothing. This level of sarcasm sucks. No, it's okay, the best. I'm just saying. Do the whole show like this. Um, they have not apparently called called him and he has not apparently called them and I don't know who's I don't even know if anybody's right or wrong I don't really care who's right or wrong that's not true I do want to know but the fact that he's not already like in the lineup or on a plane to Minnesota if he's not coming back now I don't think he's coming back if this is wrong I don't want to be right is that what song is that I think that might be the name of the song (laughs) so bad all right, oh. text us your thoughts. The FanDuel text line at 620-620 right now as I mercifully take us to break. Coming up next, we're going to talk Coyotes with their head coach, Andre Turney. They won again last night. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. This is the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. All right, the Coyotes off tonight. They are in New York. They're on a very long road trip, 14 straight road games. They get to come home a little bit in there, but 14 straight road games. Joining us on the Arizona Sports Line is their head coach, Andre Turney, following another win last night, Wolf, this time over the Sabres 4-1. The Coyotes, I know this because of our show, yes. are 4-0 on Mondays or Tuesdays this year because every time we talk to Bear, it's coming off a win. Yes, coming off a win. And Bear, I know, I know right now you love Buffalo. This is your favorite stop on the circuit, isn't it? <laughs> so far, so good. <laughs> for, the, for this week, it is. <laughs> now, Bear, did you actually go to the Anchor Bar? Did you get a chance to go to the Anchor Bar and get some of the best wings in the world? No, I, uh, the Anchor Bar came to me, though. 
That's the most important question you could ask. Uh, all right, Coach um, Carol Vimelka, you, you For a while there, you guys were rotating goalies every other game. But if you look at Vimelka's last three starts, he's beaten Florida, Washington, yeah. and Buffalo. That's a pretty good run. He's only given up four goals in those three games, too. Do you, do you feel like he's maybe turning a bit of a corner here early on? Yeah, he, well, he, he's Veg is capable of being one of the best goalies in the league when he when he's on top of his game like he is right now. He uh, he, he stopped puck above expected and he's he's really good. You know, it's always been the same for Veg to to find the consistency and he has a consistent approach to his game. He has a consistent work ethic, so he does a lot of good thing and he he, he allowed us to to win on a regular basis. It's just his B game has to be a little bit better when he has a, a tough night. He just has to find a better balance. But uh, we've been really happy in the, in the last year and a bit about about Veg. And I think he is better when he has competition inside of our team and when he has a, a backup who can get the job done as well. Which which Connor proved he had a he had a tougher start against Dallas, but in the same time it's not on. Was not on Connor in the sense of we we didn't have a great start. We didn't give him any chance to to get going in that game. So it was not a, a performance of one player. It was a performance as a team. You know what? On that note, right there, Bear, I see you as a team, man. Five, six, and one right now. And I see. Um, I don't mean this to be disrespectful. It's not like I see a ton of talent on the ice as much as I see a team that is on the ice and yeah. that is playing together right now. Talk to us specifically about this point of the season, what you guys are doing well, and where you need to get better. I think. Yeah. You said it. We're playing really well as a unit. I think we we have a we had a little bit of a slow start in terms of uh, you know when when you need to be synchronized and everybody has to be on the same page to win games uh, early in the season. It's tough to have that. But right now we have twenty guys who're pushing in the same direction and uh, we're we're more in sync uh, when we're when we're playing defensively and even offensively we're starting to connect on more play we're tr- we're starting to make more plays. I said that this week, but it, it's the truth you know when you start a season you you have so many things to work on we didn't work a lot on, on our offense we we put priority on the defense and making sure we where we're uh, capable of stopping the bleeding, and uh, just on the last five, five or six days, we we work a little bit more on our offense, put more emphasis on our offense. Start start to talk about how we want to release the pressure and how we want to be more uh, predictable inside of our room and what we try to do offensively. And I think we're we're trying to be slowly but surely a little bit better. It, Offense takes more time than defense to fix us. So mm. I think it will take a little bit of time for us to, to keep getting better. But uh, I think we have tools, size, strength, puck protection to grind our opponent and create more ozone possession, which will hopefully translate in more goals. We're talking to Coyotes head coach Andre Tourney. Uh Coach, somewhat along those lines, ever since you got here, it, it seems like these guys respond to you really well. How much of that is just leadership you have within that locker room? Is it just you have coachable players? Is it you? Is it your coaching staff? What, what do you think it is? Certainly not me. <laughs> Certainly <laughs> because the leadership or the uh, as well we have guys who, like you just mentioned, are uh, really coachable. And being, 
the thing we have, we have a group of players who wants to do it for each other. There, uh, you know, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of people say thing about our player, but our player wants to be successful together. They love each other, and that is strong. You know, uh, yes, you need talent, there's no doubt about it. And let's say, like I said, Coach K, famous basketball player, coach said, you know, the the most most important thing after you get the talent is leadership Mm -hmm. and yes you need the talent but you need the leadership as well so it's uh, the talent is growing inside of our team but the leadership is there so that's uh, that's a good uh, good sign for the future coach what is going on with Lawson Kraus man I mean six goals in 12 games sniper (laughs) yeah and and he does a lot you know Crosser he has toughness he's physical He's really good defensively. He has the intensity. He reads the play really well. He's a yeah. Everybody in Arizona know Crosser, but yeah, I think he's a good. He's a well keeping secret around the league. He's a really important player, and he's a huge leader. We just talk about leadership. And Crosser has that. He's a, he's a leader. He's a good example for our young players. The guy showed up every day, and he's an example for everybody. Coach, was there any sort of adjustment period? Because we talked so much about those games in Mullet Arena, and then you play the four games there, and now you go out on the road. And just just the environment of that fourth game at home to a giant arena in Washington against Alex Ovechkin and the Capitals, did you have to talk to your guys at all about that before you, you played? No, no. I, I, our guys are good pro. They've been around. It's not like if it's their first first rodeo there. They they've been around. They uh, we really like the atmosphere of Mullet. I was afraid our fans were into it. We were not happy about the way we we handled our last game uh, in the homestand. But we uh, we played good game over there. The, the, the first three games were a good game, and we beat good opponent and we get a point against winning. And uh, we 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 like to play there. Uh, obviously, when we arrive in the wash, and especially from the time Ovi scores goal and beat the record, uh, I think the, the atmosphere was even even better. But uh, like you can see, our guys handled it really well, and we we were able to put a good comeback together. Bear, does the stat plus minus mean anything to you in this day and age? Uh, it, 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 it's a piece of information. I don't think there's anything in that sports you are uh, the the old truth. I think there's you need to have your eye, eyeballs. You need to have the advanced stats. You need the plus and minus. You need the different stuff. You need metrics to evaluate the player. But at a certain point, uh, I think it's a piece of information. It doesn't mean uh, uh, everything, but at some at some point, it means something as well. Well, Coach, we appreciate the time as always. Congratulations on this nice run you guys are on, and good luck against the Islanders tomorrow, all right? Thank you, guys. Have a good one. Okay, thank you, Bear. That's Coyote's head coach, Andre Turney, joining us right there. Yeah, they're 3-1 and one in their last four and 4-2-1 four, and one in their last seven. You know, I, I'm going to do that. I'm going to ask him a stat of the day. Okay, hey, Bear, how about this stat? <laughs> Throw one at him. <laughs> Get his reaction. That's how we're going to end every interview? Yeah. Look, if he's coming in off a win every single time, I don't think he's going to care what we ask him. Although, Back when I was a huge Sabres fan, plus-minus was huge. Everyone used to talk about it. See, now I feel like it's almost bigger in basketball than it is in hockey, which is weird. Yes. They, uh, I looked ahead, they don't play next Monday or Tuesday. 
Oh. Who did that with the schedule? Yeah. I mean, if, if it's a guaranteed win every Monday and Tuesday, you'd like to at least have a game one. They scrap, man. They play as a team. Uh, all right, we come back. Cliff Kingsbury had something interesting to say at practice. We're going to play that for you and some Kyler Murray audio as well to wrap up the show. It is Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. You've been listening to the Coyote Coaches Show with Wolf and Luke. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke Middays, Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. We've uh, covered it all here in this final hour of the show. Wolf, we had Max on for a little bit. We talked some Suns. We talked some Coyotes. Now we got to wrap it up with a little Cardinals talk. And Cliff Kingsbury, Kyla Murray, just speaking after practice. Now, I'm going to start with Cliff, actually, because I want to get your reaction to this. This one was, you know, when the audio is coming out as we're on the air, some stuff gets flagged as like, okay, what do you think of this? This is Cliff talking about watching film every week with Vance Joseph. And Michael Bidwell. There's always great communication. We sit with Michael and watch the film, um, DJ and I, every week. And so he has a great understanding of what we're trying to do and where we're falling short. And we take ownership for what we need to take ownership for and, and say what we're going to do moving forward. So the um, communication has been clear and uh, everybody's been great. Now the follow-up, somebody asked, is it normal for an owner to watch film with his coaches? I'm not sure how that goes other places. I've heard p- different people do it different ways, but it's been great for, um, I think, BJ and I to be able to show what we're trying to do. Here's the plan going forward, and here's how we're going to try to get this thing right. Yeah, I can't say that I, I knew that because I did not know that. But yet at the same time, I would imagine now that we're talking about it, if you're an owner, um, why wouldn't you be watching? <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I, I would want to know. Depends how emotionally what, invested you are, right? Like, yeah, I mean, some, some, I, would I feel like some people own teams that are just like, yeah, whatever, it's a thing. You know, for, it, like they, they follow it a little bit, but it's, it's an investment, not an emotional investment, but just like a yeah. business investment. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. I, I know if I were an owner, I'd want to do it. There's no doubt. You don't even have to understand. You're not scheme. even the owner and you want to it's do not, it. It's not like you have to understand scheme. You, you don't. You just say, hey, what were you thinking here? What was this here? You know, talk to me about this guy. Is he doing his job? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I would definitely want to know that. If I were an owner that was involved, no doubt. Um, that doesn't surprise me at all that you would. And look, to be honest, if I owned a football team, yeah, I'd want I'd want to I I would be if I'm being honest, I'd have to to make sure I didn't get too involved as the owner cuz yeah. as the owner, you can get involved, you you pay everybody's yeah. salary, but <laughs> you want football people making the football yeah, decisions. Yeah, you don't want the owner going to the player in that situation. No. You want him to go to the coaches. But I but yeah, I would I would probably be in that spot where I would be like, "Okay, watch this. You guys are going to watch it together anyway. I own the team. I get to watch. It's my TV. It's my <laughs> it's all mine. But explain to me what's going on here." It's, uh, it's all mine. Everything. This is my building. It's all mine. Kyler Murray also spoke today and this is going to be a theme now for the rest of the season whether they win or lose, there's going to be questions they get about hard Knocks, and so he was asked what he thought about uh, what he thought during Buddha's speech that we all just saw after the Eagles game. That is the the trailer right now for Hard Knocks. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't remember um, what number of loss that was for us, but same, you know. I mean, we're all feeling it, you know. Um, losing, yeah, losing is not fun. Losing is not fun. 
I believe they won their next home game after that, wasn't that? That was the Eagles, then they went to Seattle, yeah, and they came back and beat New Orleans on Thursday night. So they at least granted Buda Baker his wish there. Now they went out and lost to Seattle last weekend, obviously, at home. But they did win the next home game. Yeah, you know, for me, once again, it really is not how they responded. It's Buda Baker. I'm sorry. I mean, uh, I can't get past that right there. You want to know why Buda Baker is a great player? Listen to Buda Baker. L- listen to the the passion. I'm not so listen profanity Buddha. Come on now, <laughs> all right. Um, I think we're going to hear a little bit of that. I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just saying. All right, minus the profanity, of course. But Buddha, Buddha is a passionate player. Can you see that passion when he plays a game of football? Anybody? Yeah, just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, a little yeah. bit, right yeah. there. Yeah, he comes up. He's fearless, and he plays with that fearlessness, even though he might be the most diminutive guy on the field. He is fearless and plays in a fearless kind of way, and it inspires everyone around him to go out and do the same. Yeah, he's been given talent. It's not like Buddha Baker is void of talent. He can run. He's got great talent. He's 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 got everything you need except he's fierce. And that's what makes him beloved in that locker room. He is the definition of playing bigger than you are, too. I think he probably embodies that more than anybody I can remember in the NFL because he's 5'10", and he doesn't look 5'10 at all when he plays. You don't even think it. You're just like, ah, that's Buddha that made that tackle, obviously. Yeah, it's why I always say the game of football loves the wretched. It loves the wretched, and it will reward you. I want to play this clip just because we had a minute and a half Belichick clip earlier. This is a minute and four second Kyler Murray clip. Wow. It's getting up there. And the question is if he and Cliff are going to change anything. So this is actually a pretty important question. Uh, Everybody's looking for these answers. I mean, the answer is do your job. Do your job better. Um, Understand what you have to do. Understand um, how we're blocking this protection. My drop, you know, the depth on your route. there is no, there's no, there's no magic wand for you know the mistakes. That's made. All you gotta do is do your job. Um, you know, I can live with me throwing a pick. I can, I mean, I'm gonna be pissed off, but I can live with somebody dropping a ball, somebody missing a, a block, uh, missing a cut. That's just gonna happen, you know. So, um, but not knowing what you're doing, you know, the mental mistakes and stuff like that, like that, that just can't happen. You know, we, we don't have a chance at that point. But uh, everybody makes mistakes on Sundays, you know, as far as, um, you know. Like I said, missing blocks, doing stuff. Everybody throws picks. Everybody does that. Like, like that, that stuff's gonna happen. But uh, the good teams don't make those mental errors. We're not, we're not um, making penalties and, and just doing stuff that's not, you know, it's not winning football. And you know, I don't want to keep going on about it. But that, that we clean those things up, and, and you're probably not looking the way we are. That's why everybody's freaking out. That's why Monday I'm freaking out about the pre-snap penalties. The eight pre-snap. He basically is is saying a version of that. They're beating themselves before the other team can even do it. And not only that, too, you've got to make the plays that you can make when given the opportunity. You've got to make the plays, whether it's a it's a great run in a short yarded situation, picking up a first down, whether it's a long run taking it to the house, whether whether it's a touchdown catch that you make, a special touchdown catch. Maybe it's maybe it's catching a pick in the end zone when you need to catch a pick in the end zone. If they if they intercept either one of those, that could have been. A you know, I'm game. just saying. Yeah. You know, you've got to you've got to take advantage of the opportunities you're presented with. 
There is a difference, though, right? Because I can tell you from watching, it's maddening. Okay, yeah, you, you had an interception, you dropped it. All right, like Kyler just said, that stuff does happen. Yeah. You're probably going to lose the game because of it, but that stuff does happen. That's different than, hey, we scored a touchdown, but we were lined up wrong, so it's coming back. Hey, we've got eight pre-snap penalties. That, to me, is different than, hey, we had a chance to make a play and we didn't make it. You know what I mean? It, there's, it's levels of yeah. not succeeding right That's why now. I was saying the definition of beating yourself deals with um, pre-snap penalties and post-whistle penalties. Yeah. <laughs> Think about that right there. Okay, you lit it. Time is expired. The play's no longer going and you're getting whacked with penalty flags. Can you imagine? Yeah, that's the definition of beating yourself. Those are even more maddening because those are those are voluntary. All right, that will do it for us here today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney behind the glass, Jesse Morrison as well for Wolf. I'm Luke. We've got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.